When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee. This is the Autosport Podcast. It's Thursday 29th of April if you're listening to this on the day we publish it, and Autosport Magazine is also out today. Inside it, you'll find our cover feature on Lando Norris and his hopes for the 21 season, WRC's first visit to Croatia, and Formula E's controversial trip to Valencia, and talking Formula E... Let's talk about Extreme today, the latest in our hashtag Thinking Forward series. As Motorsport Network's President James Allen talks to a man who has pioneered not one, but two fresh electric racing series from scratch, talking about the inaugural Extreme event, Formula E, and what he thought about the recent farce in football with the breakaway European Super League. Well, Alejandro, uh, welcome back to hashtag Thinking Forward. Now, you're someone for whom obviously always actions speak louder than words. And your new venture, Extreme, had its first round this month. How do you feel it went? And, uh, and what were the key learnings on the format and the show? Well, I feel obviously fantastic. I feel it was a, a great achievement, a great success from all the team. And, and people worked so hard. I feel relieved because, you know, there were many, many challenges and many risks and many things could have gone wrong. And, uh, and we managed to, to overcome most of them. Uh, and I feel extremely positive about the future of extreme, if I can say the same word twice in the same sentence. But I think the concept has proven that it's uh, incredibly strong and it's going to be something very, very big in the future. So, yeah, that, that's how I feel. What's the reaction been like from, from the fans, but also from the wider motorsport industry? I think there was a lot of expectation uh, to see how it would go. Uh, and the reaction has been fantastic. I think... Uh, you know, I think we, we, we exceeded at the expectations. We overachieved, I think, uh, over the expectation that was, uh, that was there. I have spoken to many people from uh, motorsport, from, uh, from wider fan community. They find it incredibly exciting. We are very demanding with ourselves, so we want to, of course, improve it. There are lessons to be learned from the first race, obviously. The dust, uh, the, the racing format, you know, there are many elements that we will be uh, you know, tweaking. Uh, but I think the core is really fantastic. And, you know, for me, the key was also 
you know, we have all these great stars participating there, these great drivers, female and male. Uh, for me, the great satisfaction was see the smile in their faces when they left Saudi Arabia. Uh, that was more than anything else because, you know, Sebastian Loeb or, you know, uh, Carlos Sainz or Jenson Button or Katie Munnings or Molly Taylor, they're real drivers. They have incredible experience like all the others, like, uh, you know, Matias. Like, I mean, you know, you have such great names in there. Timmy Jansen, world champions of many different disciplines. They were the real test. And they uh, were so happy when they left because they, they now feel that extremely where they are involved and they took the risk, same as Lewis Hamilton, same as Nico Rosberg, is going to be something very big. You have a, a strict 50-50 male-female gender balance. How has that contributed to the atmosphere within the series and the paddock and also to the competition? I think it was a great vibe. I, and, I, and I think, I have to say, the, 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 the stars, the male stars, we knew them, but the female stars are more unknown. So this gives a great platform for them to shine next to those big male stars and become, uh, you know, even more stars themselves. So I think it was great to see, you know, uh, well, all of them really, but they 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 perform fantastically well. But you know, you have uh, Katie Mooney, what she did with the tire when she was no tire, or you know, of course, Molly winning the race, the, the winner crossing the line was a woman. Uh, that was really exciting. Uh, you know, it's, it's Sarah Price. You know, she she had a really bad weekend, unfortunately, with the car and the accidents. But you know, she she can shine very well. And many others, no? So poor Claudia also with all the accidents she had. What a tough weekend for her, but she was incredibly strong. Uh, keep pushing. Great, great uh, to have all these female drivers. And they contribute a great vibe to the whole racing weekend. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an atmosphere I hadn't experienced in motor racing, of course, because this format never existed before. So I, I, think, I think we really nailed it with the, with the format, with the male-female. Now we've got to make it better because we have to mix them more. I think it was very, very exciting to have races with men and women against each other. doesn't matter the speed because you race as a team. What matters is the whole dynamic of the race. And, uh, you know, if the, if the female can defend well and not let pass the, the male driver that is trying, if, if they can keep the difference, the times. I mean, you know, there are lots of dynamics there that will be very interesting. You've always been a, a pioneer and, and made a point of tackling skepticism. Uh, with Formula E and now with, with Extreme E. Do you feel the world is more ready now to, express, uh, to embrace Extreme E, uh, given the way that the climate change debate has evolved and also uh, the way that the world has changed in the last year with the pandemic? Definitely. I think uh, Extreme E is coming on a, on a, to a world that is a lot more uh, you know, open to initiatives like ours. Uh, and uh, you know, the pandemic has only accelerated that. Uh, the world really needs and has experienced a major uh, kind of shake, a major trauma with this pandemic. But like I would say, this is, this is a small compared to what we can experience when the serious effects of climate change, because we're already feeling some, but the, the effects will come a bit later. When we start feeling that, they will be much bigger. The effect will be much bigger than what we have endured with the pandemic. So I think the world is ready for this. And, you know, uh, Extreme has this philosophy of inclusive uh, climate action. We don't want to leave anybody outside. You know, we, we don't think that no one has a right to say who can or cannot do climate action. Uh, if an oil company wants to participate and wants to help and has a project and, uh, you know, wants to go carbon neutral or wants to push uh, technologies like uh, carbon capture and so on and so on, they're most welcome. Everybody's welcome to, to the climate action, you know, and, and no one should stay out. And, and Extreme Me wants to be an inclusive platform and also a platform 
to give voice to scientists. And, you know, we have all these scientists working with us. They say, we write an article, maybe a thousand people read it. We come to Extreme E, we never give it more interviews. We've been quoted in newspapers all over the world. Extreme E has given a voice to the science in the climate action. Well, that was a question I was going to ask you, actually, about the, the environmental message getting through and, and who's listening. I think the world is listening. The world is ready to listen now. And, uh, you know, the world is ready to listen, but it's also ready to watch sports. And like I would say, 24 of the 25 more watched programs ever on TV were about sports. So if we use sports to give a platform to the science, of to climate science and to the action, more people will want to listen to the message. People that are not with their ears waiting for the message will get the message through. That's, that's the beauty of it. Uh, you're not preaching to the converted. You are going to new uh, publics to tell this message about, you know, climate action. And this is why we want to include uh, everybody. Now, you mentioned earlier on about the dust in Saudi Arabia. Your next event is, is in Dakar. Is the dust under control there? And, and what will the different venues that you're going to be racing at bring, bring to the sort of the overall spectacle, do you think, of Extreme E? So the dust is never under control because it's off-road, so you always have dust. We will not have as much dust as in Saudi. And actually, when we were testing the track in Saudi, there was a lot less dust. Of course, we should have thought of it, but we tested in January, and in January, the sand was more humid. Uh, now it was drier, and the dust was a lot a lot uh, worse. I think there's going to be a lot less dust in uh, Dakar, but we are then going to other locations which were possibly there could be dust. Let's see Greenland, how it is. There is sand also there. Uh Let's see Brazil. There's going to be more, more muddy, grassy, uh, different surfaces. But, you know, drivers have to adapt. Uh, I really enjoyed those beginning of those races with the dust and the drivers fighting. After that, of course, I had to slow down. We are thinking to introduce a attack sector at the end of the lap. So a, a chrono sector. So if you have to slow down, you slow down, but then you attack at the end of the lap so you can still uh, win, win, uh, make some points against the clock. So, you, you know, we will work around it. We will tweak the format. Dust is part of off-road racing. Uh, and, you know, I think the beauty of this concept is that we broadcast an off-road race as it was a formula race. So the cameras are following the cars around the track all the time. And, you know, it was the first time. We missed some of the action sometimes with the camera angles and so on. We're going to improve that. I was talking with the TV guys this morning again. Uh, about, you know, all the new things that we're going to introduce in Dakar. So, yeah, it looks very exciting. Obviously, when you're doing something that's a clean sheet of paper, like you've done twice now, Formula E, clean sheet of paper racing series, Extreme E, clean sheet of paper racing series. And now with that experience you've had of how Formula E evolved from your original, original vision of it, you've had an event in Extreme E. How are you beginning to see this series of this new series of yours evolving as we look two, three, four, five, six years down the line? I think it is going to evolve in different directions. I think uh, uh, I think the impact we can have in the locations is important. And I think it will evolve going to different locations around the world. But we have also to keep the presence in the locations where we go or to come back, maybe not every year, every two years, because we want to see the evolution, the, the, the impact that Extreme has on that specific location. Of course, it will evolve in the number of teams and drivers and so on, because I think we will get more. The, the interest is really really great since the first event from car manufacturers, uh, from other teams, potential teams from drivers. Uh, so I think it will evolve uh, in that direction. Eventually, it will evolve on the technology side, although we're going to limit for budget uh, reasons the, the technology development like we've done in, uh, in Formula E, but I think technology advance will be part of the DNA of, uh, of Xtreme E. You know, it will evolve with the world. The world is changing and the whole climate is changing around, you know, the opinion, the 
concerned about climate change and it's going to get more and more and more. And I think Extremely is in the heart of that. So I think Extremely is going to become bigger and bigger and bigger as the worry about the planet, also the concern and the action about, against what's happening becomes bigger. Extremely should lend itself quite well to, to gaming and esports, obviously a fundamental part now of having a successful motorsports series. What are your plans there? So we are now, we are, our plans are, I think, uh, huge on that because I think that's Extremely is a format that really plays very well into digital, into gaming. Uh, we are looking to get the right partners on board. We wanted to have a project, a, a product first to launch the race, to, to, to make the people see it before they, they, uh, they engage. And now we're looking at the right partners, but definitely video game and, and uh, all the digital side of it. It's an untapped opportunity, which is great for Extremely. As is also merchandising. I think we are seeing, for example, the, the attention on the logo and the kind of branding and the kind of whole concept around Xtreme is getting great traction on, 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 on merchandising, on retail, on clothing, on, on, on different things. So we will explore also that very much. We spoke on this hashtag Thinking Forward series last year, just as the pandemic was, was biting and, and paralyzed basically racing and, and all activity around the world. You said at that time that it could and should be uh, an opportunity for the sport, especially Formula One, to, to restructure its, its model. Uh, and they took that opportunity, which, which was great. Do you feel, though, that more widely the sport has taken the opportunity? I think so. I think you can see a lot more evolution in motorsport in the last months than, than in years. And I think definitely Formula One has done a good job. And you can see actually that today Formula One is, I think, in a pretty good shape. I think the new CEO is great. Stefano, I think Chase also did a great job. So I think Formula One is, is in a good place. But also, in general, motorsport has used the opportunity, I think, well to kind of trim down budgets, to get more reasonable and to go more green. I think motorsport, the green the kind of wave in motorsport that started with Formula E, uh, you know, seven years, seven seasons ago, uh, is now has invaded motorsport in every angle. I mean, I was talking to Gerard Berger, who's a very good old friend, and you should have seen the things he used to tell me when I started Formula E. And now he's going electric. So imagine how much fun I'm having. Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, I think the wave is is really going through through the whole of motorsport, and that's a good thing. And finally, Alejandro. Um... We've seen Formula One move in the last year, as we said, to a fairer distribution of revenues amongst the teams. Um, so I have to ask you, as a prominent leader in sport, what you think motorsport can learn from what's been going on in uh, recent times with the European Super League in football and uh, the way that the big teams uh, tried to carve that up? And what's your overall view on that? What, what can the sport, our sport learn from that? I have to say, I have never seen a potentially good idea be presented with less tactical and a strategical vision as this one. The Super League could be a good idea. You know, you could have something compatible with the grassroots football, compatible with the national championships. You could do something that would be brilliant and that would give more value to the big clubs. And at the end of the day, the guilty people here are not the leaders of the, of the big clubs, are the football players, which are incredibly greedy. And I really hope that football uses this opportunity to put a solid salary cap on football players that is what the football needs and for me it's really funny to see the football players going against the super league they do the super league to pay them their huge salaries so that's the, the, the main reason but having said that i think it probably won't fly obviously now the whole thing is collapsing because it has been presented in a way that it made it basically impossible to 
to succeed. All the governments went against it. Everybody was against it. I hope it gives a huge opportunity to tackle the massive problem of football, which is a salary cap. You got to do like the NBA. You got to do like the big sports. You have to stop these salaries. You have to stop these transfer fees. That's what's killing football. Not Florentino Perez, who is a, a very clever man and very responsible. He's only trying to save Real Madrid because Real Madrid is having huge financial difficulties because they pay too much to the players. Because, you know, you have the, 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 the uh, uh, you know, Qataris uh, uh, coming on Paris Saint-Germain, breaking the market. And then you have uh, the Russians coming on Chelsea, breaking the market. So how you can compete with that? So really, you have to stop this. You have to put salary caps on the players. That's the only way. And in terms of what motorsport can learn from the way that that was carried out? I mean, they had a big idea, but they completely failed to land it and take people with them. You're someone who's got a lot of experience of coming up with a big idea. Um, so what do you well, do you I think, think motorsport, and particularly Formula One, which is, of course, our main championship, has done the homework already. So that's something that football should have learned from motorsport. Uh, we did the cost cap. Of course, we left the salaries out, but, you know, uh, motorsport, luckily, you only have two, uh, two salaries to pay when you're in a Formula One team. In a, in a football team, you need to pay 22 salaries. So, so here is, you know, the salaries is, is, is a bit less of a risk to, to, go, to ruin the sport. Uh, but motorsport did the homework before. So for once, motorsport could have taught a lesson to football. Well, listen, thank you very much, as always, for taking the time. Really good to hear about uh, Extreme E and your plans for the future. And I'm sure we'll check in with you again in due course. Thanks thank you. Again. It's a pleasure always. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sports Social Podcast Network.